Hello, and welcome to our Top of Mind podcast. In this program, we will sit down with a higher education technology thought leader and discuss the innovative projects they are working on now and into the future. I'm your host, Caitlin Elkani, Vice President of Client Services and Cybersecurity Research at the Tambellini Group. I'm joined today by Fred Damiano, the Vice President for Strategic Initiatives and Chief Information Officer at Hobart and William Smith Colleges. Over the next few minutes, we are going to hear Fred's thoughts on the consortium model for cybersecurity in higher ed, closing out Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Let's get started. Welcome to the program, Fred. Hello, Caitlin. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. To start, let's get into what you mean when you talk about the consortium model for security. What we mean by consortium model for cybersecurity is that we are a school that is part of a consortium with five other schools, so it's a total of six schools. And several years ago, cybersecurity was a particular topic that we had been talking about and decided that it was something that we could work on better together than alone. So we made a strategic decision that we would jointly work on cybersecurity programs for the six institutions and to do that in partnership with an outside firm that provides managed security services, essentially acting as a virtual information security officer. So at a high level, six schools working together on a cybersecurity program implemented on the six campuses and in partnership with an outside cybersecurity managed services firm. Oh, very interesting. How did you decide this was the right model for your institution? Yes, so as I mentioned several years ago, the six schools in this consortium had identified cybersecurity as one of a set of priorities that we could potentially work on better together than alone. We looked at and evaluated several several different models for how we might do that. And they ranged from the traditional where we looked at potentially jointly hiring a team of cybersecurity specialists that we could share uh, across the six institutions, all the way through options that looked at partnering with an outside firm that provided managed security services. After going through that evaluation, we learned that going the route of partnering with an outside firm was going to be the most optimal way to leverage not only the resources on the six campuses, both from a human capital perspective and financial perspective, to be able to tap into the broadest array of cybersecurity skills and services made available by the outside firm. By going down that route, we were able to be efficient with our use of financial and human resources. We were able to maximize what we could do when it came to cybersecurity on each of our campuses. We actually could have the outside firm serve as our virtual information security officer to have that independence in terms of assessing where our cybersecurity programs were, where our priorities should be, and how we should address risks and actual security events that might occur on our campuses. So it was a very thought out approach. Uh, We looked at various options and then landed 
you know, on this model of having the outside firm work with the six campuses and implementing what we're calling a virtual information security officer model. So what were the steps to get this model up and running? Yep. So one of the early decisions that we had made going into the whole process was that even though we were going to work on things jointly together, it didn't necessarily mean that we were going to implement the same information security program on each campus. One of the fundamental principles was that we would all work together on developing general high-level information security programs with our outside partner. But then when it came to implementation, we could customize based on local needs. And what we would do is whenever one campus would implement a particular component of the information security roadmap, we would then share what they learned with the other campuses. So for example, if one school decided that they were gonna begin implementing cybersecurity awareness training, and we're developing materials and a plan and a, an entire methodology on how that were gonna happen, they might be the first one to do it. They would learn by going through it and they would then share those learnings and the actual output to the project so that the other campuses could benefit from it. And all of this was done under the uh, guidance of our external partner from a cybersecurity perspective. So that was one of the main guiding principles out of the gate was that we would work together on plans at a high level, but then we could actually then customize them when we went to actually localize them. There were a whole variety of things related to project management and startup that we had to work on with our partner to correctly schedule and sequence these things so that we all could move forward at some consistent pace on the information security roadmaps that we had put together uh, at a high level and then we're implementing at the localized level. But getting it up and running required a lot of program and project management work. Our outside partner had their project management team in terms of overseeing what should be included in the information security roadmap. Then the six schools took that, decided how we would prioritize that, and then each of the institutions would then determine how that would be implemented on their respective campuses. So there was quite a bit of work in the early stages as far as first steps to get it started. And what I would say is one of the most important skills required on each of the campuses uh, wasn't necessarily technical skills, but it was more around project and program management and putting all the right governance mechanisms in place that were gonna drive how this was gonna be implemented once it was up and running. And then we worked with our partner to put together how we were gonna um, measure performance and then how we were gonna monitor and potentially just keep um, statusing the progress that we were all making across and against each of our information security roadmaps. So Fred, what was the timeline like from when you decided to go with the consortium model for security across these six campuses to actually being up and running? Yeah, I would say we spent the better part of our first year working on developing, number one, what was gonna be the information security roadmap, you know, first of all, at a high level across the six campuses, and then how it was gonna be localized 
for implementation across the six. And then working with our uh, external partner to basically come to agreement on what was gonna be done when, so that we could monitor progress against that. And that took a bulk of the first year. That was key in the startup. And you know, we were, during that time, starting to do things like some, some campuses started working on awareness training. Some campuses started working on um, vulnerability scans. Others started working on um, looking at specific training for um, policy type related things. So while we were doing the startup, we were also starting to do some of the projects, but it took the better part of the first year to get up and running to a point where I could say that we had a roadmap, we understood what we were gonna be working on, and we could see what the next 12 to 18 to 24 months looked like in terms of what we were gonna be implementing as related to cybersecurity initiatives, which included everything from policy development, training, specific technical things like vulnerability scanning, and then also what do you do in the event of a breach or an event, and what we're gonna be the specific procedures around that in terms of incident response, and then doing tabletop exercises on the campus to simulate different security events. So a broad range of things were in that, were in that roadmap that got laid out during that first year that um, basically laid out the implementation plan for the security program. So has this model posed any particular challenges for you in the other institutions as you're trying to coordinate across very different campuses with different leadership structures? Yes, as you can imagine, you've got six institutions that have their own, their own schedules, their own cultures, and their own approaches, and they're, they're where they were in terms of just security, you know, even to begin with. What it's really required is the six institutions having a very close set of relationships. So for example, in our particular case, the CIOs actually have a scheduled phone call uh, every week, three times a month. And what we have done right now, once we begin implementing this program, is that one of those calls is dedicated specifically to the cybersecurity program. And it is through that ongoing and very close collaboration and communication that we work on things that come up and they're everything from, you know, dis disturbances arise and people need to change when they're potentially going to do things and how did that affect other campuses and basically working through that reconciliation process. Um, it really required a lot of close communication and collaboration and that's something that we continue to do to this day. But I would say the challenges of what you'd expect when you get six different institutions trying to work together on one thing, where you potentially can have priority shifts on a campus, you could have resource allocation problems that emerge, you could have priorities that get shifted around, and all that gets factored into the mix. So it really comes back to the real strong need for project and program management discipline to the whole thing. That really is something that we came to learn sits at the center of this, and even from the perspective of the managed services provider, because keep in mind, they're serving as our virtual information security officer, so they're holding us accountable, as any CISO would, right, that's the independent arbiter of this uh, in an organization, to basically meet the plans that have been agreed to. So you've got that entity to work with in terms of 
renegotiating or reallocating or reprioritizing or rescheduling when certain things might be happening. So now that you've been actively on this model for some time, what impacts to your cybersecurity posture have you seen? Yeah. So we actually, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, we actually began the implementation of this in 2014. So we're, we're fully four years into it now. And I will say that there's unanimous agreement across the six institutions that we are all much further along in terms of an information cybersecurity roadmap than we would have been have we attempted to do this alone, simply because we are leveraging each other's experiences, expertise, project artifacts, outputs with each other in advancing what we're doing. So it, there's clearly been a benefit from that standpoint. We have been able to implement here, specifically Hobart William Smith, a variety of initiatives and in everything from new policy development, security awareness training, better vulnerability scanning, much, much better incident response capability in terms of any events that have occurred, being able to reach out to our external partner to help with that. Um, and then I mentioned the whole notion of um, tabletop exercise, being able to run campus-wide events with the support of our external partner who brings to bear resources and skills that we just don't have in-house. So it's, it's, there's been a financial benefit, but from my perspective, the benefit has been how much more we've been able to do over that time frame, and the skills and expertise that we have access to in doing it. But again, that all is made possible simply because of the close collaboration at its very core with the six institutions in a commitment to do that. It sounds like you've built out an impressive program. How have you been measuring your success, both at the individual schools, but also collectively? Yeah. So at the collective, at the highest level, one of the measurements is we have the information security roadmaps uh, across the six schools and our ex external partner serving as our VSO is holding us accountable to that. So we are measured based against our progress against that roadmap. And they are basically the ones that are monitoring and measuring that as we go forward. So it's a very project-based approach in terms of have we gotten certain things done or gotten certain things implemented? Are they sustained and are they now ongoing? So at its broadest level, that's how the six campuses are overall evaluated. We are evaluated based on, you know, as you might expect, at just the next lower level of detail. So for example, are there policies in place today that we did not have in the past? You know, is one measure that we have. And then some of these, you know, there might be a legal requirement. So we will have verification from the school's attorneys that we have something in place that was not there before, or it could be an audit committee requirement that we've had to meet that is put in place. So that's one. Um, another one that's kind of example is an example of how you can get really low level with this. We've implemented mandatory cybersecurity awareness training that everyone is required to do. Um, so they do that. But what we've also been doing is running a simulated phishing exercise once a year. And ironically, we always run it 
during Cybersecurity Awareness Month in October. And then we report on that uh, test to the entire institution so they can see what kind of progress we're making you know, against that as an institution. But it also gives us some sense of how well is cybersecurity awareness training working and where we might actually want to make some changes or have more emphasis. So that's an example at a very detailed level uh, that what we are managing that clearly, you know, response times or the number of incidents that we have is something that we monitor and look at on a year-over-year -year basis to determine where we potentially need to spend more time either filling gaps or shoring up. Could be policy, could be procedure, could be technology, uh, could be training. So those are several examples at a high level across the consortium, very detailed level, and then just, you know, what we are doing in terms of having something today that we did not have yesterday. What kind of lessons learned have you had from this process? Are there things that you would do differently? Yeah, uh, I think I've hinted at some of this, you know, along the way here in the conversation. I think what we've learned is that there has to be an intense focus on communication with the six institutions and amongst the, co the consortium. There really has to be a lot of project and program management discipline, not only across the consortium members, but also with the external service provider. Uh, that really sits at the core of everything that we're going to do. I think that we learned early on that we were probably more ambitious than what, in terms of what we could get done versus what in reality we could get done. Uh, and a lot of that really is throttled by the resource availability on the specific campuses in terms of carrying out pieces and parts of that security roadmap. Um, I think we've learned that you've got to be paying a lot of attention to the details and communications between the consortium and the external provider to make sure that we're both being very clear on not only what, we're, what is being asked for or potentially what is being reported on. Uh, and, and a lot of that is just learning. It's a startup. It's a very different kind of model um, in trying to implement something like this. Um, I would say that what we learned, not so much what we would do differently, um, it takes a little bit more time in the early stages to get everything organized, uh, but that once you do and once you kind of get into the flow, it's really been great to see how some of these things can propel themselves forward once everyone really understands their role and responsibility, you know, in what is considered to be a very matrix dynamic, you know, it's an organizational structure at the end of the day, you know, and how it's going to work. We're coming to the end of our time together, Fred. And to close out our conversation, I'm wondering if you have any final advice for other CIOs who are considering this model. Yeah. You know, if I think back, Caitlin, to when we started, you know, as a consortium looking at this, we, we had actually been working together on a number of other projects over the years. And we kind of understood what is required, you know, to do something in a consortial type setup. So I would say for other folks looking at something like this, you definitely want to talk to um, any type of groups or other consortiums that might have done something like this to learn what they've experienced in terms of even trying to do something together as a consortium. Uh, that would be kind of 
step number one. I think when you dive deeper into cybersecurity, um, it can become such an intense effort pretty quickly. Um, it can be emotional at times, depending upon <laughs> if you've had an event on your campus and suddenly you've got a lot of people at the institution and the administration wanting to see things move quicker um, than what they potentially can. So you've got to navigate that. But I would say if, if you're an institution that recognizes, and I think everyone today recognizes that cybersecurity is something that, you know, it really can't be ignored. It must be looked at. It's got to be managed correctly. It's really got to be organized well. And it's got to be a, a deliberate effort to implement a cybersecurity program. If you're an institution that really cannot afford to go it alone in terms of either staffing it or even partnering alone with an outside entity, if you're not part of a consortium, if you can find other like-minded institutions that would like to try to band together to do it, you can get you know over the hump, so to speak, to the other side of the hill once you make the climb and work through the startup pieces of this. There can be a lot of benefit on the other side where the wind is more at your back in terms of things that you not only have to implement but need to implement when it comes to cybersecurity because it's just simply an area where you really can't defer or put things on hold voluntarily. There are just things that must be done to keep everything else safe and secure. Thanks so much for your thoughts today, Fred. We really appreciate you participating in the program. You're welcome, Caitlin. Great to be with you. This concludes our Top of Mind podcast for November. We will talk to you next month.